This is the magic of compassion. I'm Little Wu, and today's topic or question is: How can I learn to ask for help when I need it?、Um, and this person clarifies with a little bit of a backstory. It's been a challenge for me ever since elementary school. The teachers would tell my parents that I do well in many areas, but that I need to learn how to ask for help when I need it. Now that I'm getting a business going, I'm finding that it's so much bigger than me, and I really need others' input to avoid simple mistakes while learning about best practices.、Uh, so this is actually a topic that I've written an article about. So I'll point、uh, to the article in this post. The first step. Is to understand why you have resistance to asking for help. So I have、um, this eight reasons why we don't ask for help. I'm not going to go into that in this video. You'll be able to get the printable document. But instead, I'm going to say that it's an important step to go and, and go through those eight reasons and see which one is applicable to you. Maybe several of them are applicable to you.、Um, now I'm going to then go into the next step. Is Then to practice different mindsets and outlooks that help you receive and ask for help. And so there's here seven teachings that will help you overcome the resistance to asking for help. Our healing comes from understanding the goodness in humanity and also the goodness of this universe. At the essence of this universe is a desire to support a journey of life and cycles of life. And death is part of that, but. That it's always about this journey through life, and so as we understand that, then we know that the universe is here to give, and give so much, even when we don't think it's giving, it's giving and giving and giving, and so we need to understand that humanity and the universe are really willing and able to give, and that they are bigger than you give them credit for, and that's something that takes time to really understand,、uh, but it takes a, a conscious desire to see that that bigness and that generosity. If someone acts petty, reluctant, or frustrated while you're asking them for help, it's because they're in survival or protection mode. And so, when they're in that fight or flight state, which can be consistent for some people, then they're not going to have as much life force energy to help others, and because they're struggling with their own troubles and their own wounds and pains, and so they have little energy left.、Uh, and so, it's very important to understand that this is not a personal attack on you. Um, or a personal rejection of you, and that even your own family, partners,、uh, or or friends or community may not have the life force to be able to give or help. Trust that people don't want to judge, attack, reject, or hold a debt over you. The third thing is to then know how to discern those who are in a better state of mind, and then be able to ask them for help. They might be dealing with some troubles, but they're not triggered into a deep survival state. And so, when they're in this、um, more expanded state, they have the capacity to help and give, and actually, it gives them joy to do that, and it gives them purpose and meaning. And so, when you become tuned to those who are not in survival mode, then you know who to ask for help.、Um, one way that I really love to ask for help is actually through Facebook.、Um, I find that that's a really great way because. In life, we may not know who has certain skills or resources.、Uh, we might have friends that have things that we we don't know. We don't know that they're able to do something, or that they have the time, or the energy, or the skills, or the resources. But by putting it out to the universe, so it's kind of a reflection of how the universe works. When I post,、oh, I need help with this certain thing on Facebook, then I can just let the universe bring back. The response. So whoever happens to be watching the feed and sees my call out and feels connected and able to help, they tend to respond.、Uh, 
Um, every time I've asked for help on something, uh, I've had people come up and say, I can help. And if, if people don't respond right away, my trust in their generosity and their goodness will allows me to repost it. Just know oh, people were probably really busy that day and I'll just repost maybe today is the day. So I'll repost it a few days later and all of a sudden, boom, it's the right time, the right person shows up. It's really amazing practice. I encourage you to, to try conscious asking for help on Facebook and to see how you're able to trust and maybe repost if you didn't get enough response. Continue to trust in the goodness and generosity and it will come in. Fourth teaching is to recognize that your life is enriched when you open up to receive from others. Um, you will be able to do more and feel more in this lifetime by knowing how to ask for help and knowing how to receive it. Uh, an, an example that I gave in this article was about the musician Amanda Palmer, um, who crowdfunded her album on Kickstarter and raised over $1.2 million. She was then uh, able to do a book about this um, the art of asking, and then on her TED Talk, she talks about the how she learned to do this um, in her journey from being a street performer to a, a punk icon. And so uh, here's a quote from uh, from her. I couch surf a lot. I also crowd surf a lot. I maintain couch surfing and crowd surfing are basically the same thing. You're falling into the audience and you're trusting each other. The fifth teaching is to recognize that it's honorable to give and to receive, that both sides of the equation are equally valid and not one is better than the other, even though since childhood, most of us have been told it's just better to give than to receive. But that is not true because if that's true, then it, within that saying is its own demise because if it's better to give and not to receive, then we shouldn't receive and then there's no one to give to. No one's willing to receive. So I would say that both giving and receiving are part of the circuit of kindness. Be willing to at times give and be willing at times to receive. And the sixth teaching is receiving doesn't create indebtedness, it creates intimacy. Whenever you're willing to ask for help and receive it, it creates a special bond that comes from that very personal interaction. Your willingness to be vulnerable, um, to receive care and to acknowledge the people who are willing to help you, to acknowledge their goodness. This is a, a really beautiful part of being human, um, is, is to be human with each other and, and, and share the highs and lows. So when you say, I need help, it's not a sign of weakness, but a sign of you're willing to be intimate and vulnerable and share and trust that others are interested, others are willing to contribute. Um, so if you struggle quietly and you refuse to ask for help, you're missing the opportunity to connect more deeply with your friends, your family, and your community. The seventh teaching is that the desire to contribute help, solutions, and ideas is actually part of your purpose. Uh, it's happening in every industry, um, the sharing economy where there's crowdsourcing, crowdfunding, social networking, freeware, and open source. Those are all terms that have come in the, in the last while that reflect this new level of conscious sharing and generosity and collaboration. And it's, it's a joy to do this. It's, it's part of our purpose. And so those are seven teachings. And then I also have on this, in this article that I wrote before, um, seven practices in asking and receiving. I'll just go through them kind of quickly. The first one is to invest in your relationships. So if you feel uncomfortable asking for help, 
Um, sometimes it's because maybe you haven't invested enough into your relationships. Make sure that you do give energy to those you love and that you give your presence, your care, and your interest in their life. So sometimes it's not just physical help. It's, it's sometimes emotional, you know, so that you're actually deeply interested in what's going on for them. When you have a real relationship, then it's natural to ask for help from each other. Uh, the second uh, practice is to pay attention when someone graciously receives your help, um, to learn from that graciousness. See what it's like to be thankful and see how wonderful it feels to receive someone's gratitude because then it can kind of help you when you're receiving help to be graceful and not be uh, embarrassed or ashamed. Really important to watch how others graciously receive. Uh, third practice is to acknowledge all the goodness that's happening all around you. Just every act of generosity you see in the world is really important to celebrate it and acknowledge it. Even if it's not happening directly to you, it's important to say, wow, that, that's a very beautiful thing that happened out there. Because if it's happening out there and you acknowledge it in here, then you're basically feeling the plentifulness of generosity in the world. And that actually attracts it towards you. Fourth practice is to trust in your own goodness when you're asking for help. Know that you are doing this in good faith, that you're not trying to take advantage of anyone. Fifth practice, ask people for help with enthusiasm and appreciation. Because if you ask with shame in your vibration and you ask with kind of like a doubt in the generosity, then you're, you're going to, you know, spread that energy to them and they're going to, you know, you're going to trigger all kinds of things in them. Maybe you can start with small things that are easy to ask for and then, you know, expand your practice to ask for bigger, big, bigger forms of help. Enthusiasm and appreciation goes a long way. The sixth practice is to be very gracious when you are declined. When someone says, no, I can't help you, be very gracious. Let go of your expectations. Don't be disappointed and don't judge them as, as unhelpful or unkind but learn to understand that they might be in survival or protection mode. So just know that they might have so much on their plate that they really just have nothing to give it right now. It's not because they're unkind. And so when we start to see the reality of, of what's causing people to, uh, to kind of hold back or not be present for us, then we forgive them, we actually understand them, and we don't take it personally when they say no. And that's really important to take the no gracefully. The seventh practice is to invoke, uh, do an invocation, you know, whenever, especially when you're wanting to create a new belief, uh, invocations are really helpful. Um, and so like a mantra or something that you wish to elevate in your heart to speak out loud and to embody it, um, you need to have it in a very poetic but clear form. So here's a very a simple invocation that I can share with you that you can use or you can adapt for your own purposes. And here it is. I want to trust in the goodness of humanity. People are kind and generous. They want to help. By asking, I am learning to trust. By receiving, I am learning to appreciate. All these seven practices are available. Um, I'm going to be posting the link. So I hope that you'll print and, and, and check them out more clearly. hope this has helped you to be able to ask for more help in 2017, to not be alone and isolated, and to allow people into your life to be intimate and to be connected. If you want to check out my website, I have all these talks archived on my blog, littlewoo.org. And you can also send me your question. If you ever want me to address one of your life questions, send to me by email, treasures at littlewoo.org. 
Thank you so much for joining me. If you're curious about my one-on-one sessions, workshops, or online classes, visit littlewood.org. Lots of love.